You are now out the box with Impartation Strategist Renee, and we have a special guest today. Now, I say special guest to everybody, but today the special guest we have is a special, special, special guest. He is special to me. Why? Because he is my son. So we about to rock out the box with my son, Kyle Goodby. And today's topic will be young Black men in sports. And when I tell you I am elated to do this interview, because though I birthed him and I know him, he's a young man that's doing great things. And I know him as a mother, but you'll be able to know him as a young man about his business in business. So this thing is special to me. Kyle? Thank you for having me on here. It means a lot for me to come on here and be able to talk and be able to even be interviewed by Out the Box Ministries and Out the Box and Partation Strategists. It means a lot to me. So first off, thank you. Now, I'm not just saying that because you are my mom, but just because it just really does mean a lot to me for me to even be on a platform like this. Um, so a little bit about myself. Like you said earlier, my, my name is Kyle. Uh, last name Goodby, the best guy in the world. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> humble, humble, humble. Um, from East Baltimore, born and raised. Uh, 410-443, the best city in the world. You better uh, say that. <laughs> represents the day I die, man. I got to, got to. That's right. We bleed uh, purple, baby. We all Baltimore. We bleed purple and orange. That good Ravens and Orioles to the day we've gone. Um, Absolutely. But like I said, from East Baltimore, born and raised, uh, moved a lot uh, throughout the United States. I actually been through, uh, been to New York, North Carolina, um, California, Atlanta, Ohio. Uh, just a guy that that that's seen and done a lot. In, in the you United know, States. You, you just said that, Kyle, and that makes a difference. Um, you said that you've seen and done a lot, right? And I was going to ask you to speak about that because um, the topic is, of course, young men in sports. And, you know, it's it took you, you went a journey. It wasn't a straight road for you to get to the place to where you are. And for you listeners, let me just go here and be, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn. I am. I'm going to pat myself on the back, even though I ain't did nothing on the field. But my son has just received a professional contract for him to play professional football. Now, I've done these podcasts and I ain't never got real emotional, but this out of the box. So what you might get from me is today is what you're just going to get from me. You might even get a tear in this one. But when I tell you how proud I am that he didn't have a straight road to um, to the place that he is right now with playing football. But like he said, you know, a lot has happened in his life. We don't need him to share if he doesn't want to. But the fact of the matter is, it's been a lot that's happened from the time he started in Pop Warner to the time they gave this young black man a contract to play professional football. And I told him even before we did this podcast, I'm mommy all day long and yes, this is my platform, but we ain't even gotta be formal, baby. You be who you are, because to me, you are amazing. And I want everybody else to know how amazing you are. I celebrate you in 2022. That's exactly what this podcast is about, celebrating you in 2022. So, Kyle, can you tell them a little bit about your journey from Pop Warner? You know what I'm saying? It's only 30 minutes. But from Pop Warner <laughs> to getting that contract to say you have now been accepted to play professional football. Give a little bit about that journey, because there are other African-American young men who's like, man, I mean, he must have just made it. Like he had good parents or he had money or he had the this, that, and another. I mean, it just ain't for me. I probably won't even make it. Kyle, tell them a little bit about how you got from one place to the other, the challenges, some of the challenges that you had. Well, well, well once again, like I said, thank you for having me on here. Um, but 
it, it was a lot of struggles and tribulations for me to get to where I am now. Um, let's first start with growing up in a single parent household. You know, I didn't really have the big emotional and physical and um, mental support from my father that a lot of other men probably got growing up when playing sports and stuff like that. My dad was not at all the, the games that I had or even sometimes, honestly, mom, because you had to work from eight to eight every single day. I didn't have mom there. I That's never forget. Problem. I never forget when I was younger, he was playing uh, Gardenville. And, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, East City kid, real in the street, stuff like that, thinking I'm big and bad. And then one kid named Tony. Never forget that. <laughs> Not that and you boy. remember the name. Yeah, yeah, I know that boy named like Tony you know, tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm one of the second best players on the team. I'm hitting people hard, stuff like that. But I was always scared of the guy named Tony because he was just so big. At like six or seven, he like he was like maybe nine or ten, and I was like, I'm not gonna hit him. And I never forget that day. He was like, Lou, yeah, yeah, yeah. you better go tail on front. If you don't get on front right now, I'm gonna hit you. And you ain't never coming back. I'm like, Ma, I don't wanna hit him. He's too big, Ma. I'm, I ain't never been like that. And you know, it, it 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 actually made me face some of the fears that sometimes I face down now to this day. Um, growing up, you know, a lot of kids that say they played in the NFL or the XFL or any professional leagues, they're like, yeah, I went D1. I went, I had a full ride coming out of high school. In high school, I didn't start. In high school, I rarely played. Um, I went to one of the best high schools in Baltimore, which is Franklin High School. Um, you got two rings. You got two. They won two state champions back to back. You got that ring. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a little something, something. But uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, in my, in my high school, we had a lot of four or five star athletes, even three star athletes that went to my high school. So growing uh, in high school, I never really got the chance to to showcase my talent. And honestly, to be honest with you, there were times that I didn't think that me personally, that I was going to be able to showcase my talent, not because of who I was playing with, but because of my own mental health. Um, uh, and we're going to talk about that. And I'm so glad you said that we're going to go back because you even went into that field because that plays a big part in how successful you become dealing with your mental health. So go ahead. So graduating high school. And like I said, we'll, like you said, we'll go back to the mental health and that's and we'll get more into that situation in, um, at that time. But mm-hmm. after graduating high school, I didn't go to D1. I didn't have a full-time offer. I didn't have any coaches calling my phone like, hey, look, I love your kid. I want to see him come for a preferred walk or anything like that. I got nothing. My biggest thing that went, um, that, that my biggest help was going to a, a HBCU, still one of the best HBCUs on the East Coast. Actually, if anybody, side note, HBCU is where it's going. Where is that, man? If you Shout them out, baby. Shout them out. That's you, right. If you want culture, you better go to HBCU. University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, and Princess Anne, Maryland was the first college that I ever went to in my life. And it was a historically black college. And I was introduced to the Divine Nine and had the most amazing time of my life. But they did not have a football team. So I remember they had a football club, right? Yeah, I played club football there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't think that I myself was being tracked. I thought my dream was over. And the only thing that could that save me was God. I... I got a call from a coach saying, hey, look, man, we like what you see, what we see. I'm like, see on what? And he said, your, your name was filmed on YouTube. Where did you get that from? And he was like, look, man, you need to do X, Y, and Z. You can come down and play Division II football at another HBCU, San Augustine College, San Augustine University in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, actually. Um, and I, I made it my goal, my, my dream and my, and my aspirations to do that. I made it a reality. So mm-hmm. I, I did my work, did the work I had to do, went down to D2, played football down there. And not going to lie to you, from coming from nothing to actually getting an offer to play Division II, my head wasn't in the right space. I let women get in my head because at the end of the day, come on now, you handsome as this. You better get out this box. <laughs> come on, help somebody. <laughs> you handsome as this. 
say nothing. But because my son fine, I just want y'all to know. Come on now, it's, this shirt is extra small right now. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> when you when you come from having nothing to finally getting people to talk to you because of the things that you love to do, it kind of gets you kind of off track. You know, mm-hmm. having women in my face and, and people in my face like, yo, you play football, you play football. I didn't have that. I wasn't that mm-hmm. star player that we had that I had in high school or or my or in rec when I played for um, Stembridge, stuff like that. We sucked. But like you said, Kyle, just interjecting for a minute, babe. I don't know if you remember or not, but I remember telling you when you played on your team when, on, uh, at Franklin and you didn't get, like you said, you wasn't the player that you always, always heard your name on the field. But when you got that ring, I said, listen, if you are on the team, you are a part of the team. You got a ring just like everybody else got a ring, whether your name was called every time or not. You got right. that ring. So don't you ever worry about if you're the star player. You just always do your best. It's going to come to fruition. You remember? Yeah. Yes, I do. You yes, can I say do. no I, if you didn't. No, no, I do. I do. <laughs> and I also remember the time that I cried after playing against um, Coppin State University for the championship. And I played my, my tail off. <laughs> and, and I got hurt. And I still played that game because I really wanted to win. I wanted to win a ring. And I, I wasn't coming from a losing program. And for me to lose, especially the way I did, was an embarrassment. So mm-hmm. I know yeah, and if and if you I think you still I think you still might have that picture. Time I'm hugging you and we sitting there in that cold I weather do. at Calvin State. So I do. Yeah, it was, I do. It was really cool. And I and think like I, I said, might have to post that. Yeah. Might have to. You might have to, honestly. And and if you if you fast forward to D2, went down there, I played my tail off. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell a lot of I t- a lot of young men and a lot of young women that play any sports in college. A lot of this stuff sometimes is political. Um, Amen. You just gotta <laughs> keep you just got to keep put your head down and grind as much as you possibly can. Um, my division two coach, I got hurt. Uh, I had bruised my tailbone, couldn't walk. Um, also, my I have sickle cell trait. So some people who know that is, you know, it's half blood cells. So it's sometimes hard to do physical activity than others, um, especially in the, the, the blazing heat and humidity it is in North Carolina. I couldn't I couldn't participate for a few weeks. And my coach told me, like, look, I'm taking a scholarship away if you can't play. So I forced myself to get back on the team. I forced myself to get back on the field and wasn't producing how I was at first. Lost my scholarship. So that put me in a, in a, in a, in a really bad headspace. Um, actually, almost, I think that's my first time with the depression. Um, mm. As much as I put and worked my ASS off for this. Sorry, my, I don't want you to beat me up. I so love my son. <laughs> <laughs> as, as much as I put and as much time and energy and, and, and blood, sweat, and tears, and even, like I said, my body on the line, for you to just up and leave and take my scholarship, I thought it was just, it was insane. So we fast forward to the second semester. Um, well, can't we fast forward? My brother passed away. I, you know, your son passed away. My brother passed away. So me and you had some trials in, in, that, in that time. And it wasn't the best of best, but it wasn't the worst of worst. Um, I decided to go back to college in Division Two, And my defensive, my defensive head coach, his name is um, Coach Gomez, Aaron Gomez. Uh, actually, now he's doing really well for himself right now. He's actually becoming a, um, a scout for the CFL soon. Prayer for awesome. um, He told me, he told me, like, look, I'm going to try to get your scholarship back. We'll see how you're doing spring ball, and we'll let you know what you can do in that aspect. Talked to the head coach. He was like, yeah, you know, you, you get the, one of the top grades for linebacker. We'll give you your money back. I said, okay, cool. I was on full ride. And it, it meant a lot to me to be on full ride because I didn't have that much money to go to a private HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward after spring ball, me and the defensive coach, um, Defensive coordinator had a talk. Me and a linebacker coach had a talk. I was the best linebacker on paper at that school. Come on, I did not get a scholarship. Wow. I didn't receive wow. a scholarship, so I had to leave. Um, went to Towson University, and I want everybody to know in here, when you have a dream, 
stick to it. You cannot, be, you cannot be distracted or have things in your, in your if you, you can't serve two masters. Come on now. Thing, sit and do that one thing. If not, you'll end up what I did. So I went to Towson University and I had a football tryout. I was working my tail off for it. I knew I, I could probably get there. But the night before when I played basketball and some Harachis, and I had a grade three ankle sprain, couldn't walk. Uh, next morning I was high off pills. I took a lot of ibuprofen, um, I wrapped my ankle up, had, had an ankle brace on. I could barely walk, but I still went out there and I tried my best. And the coach said to me, he said, we liked you, you just wasn't fast enough. Mm. And it kind of hurt because I made myself decisions. I did a self, self-sabotage by playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I did, I took it to the heart. Um, and you know what? I failed out of that college because of mental depression. But um, I left. But let's just stop for a second. Let's just stop for a second. Even though we understand, and I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to gloss it. But I don't want to stay on it. A part of the depression was also grief, like you said. You had lost your brother. Mm-hmm. So right. you know when, and because I want to say that you know it's COVID time. People are losing people. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they're losing loved ones. And we know that that's a tough time to push through. But, and again, I'm so glad, like I said, it's not just because you're my son, but because you are an amazing person that has to stop for a minute to let people know um, you can still push past that. You don't, you know, it's not that you, it's not that you should, should suppress it or act like it didn't happen. The ma- the fact of the matter is though, you can still keep going. You don't mm-hmm. have to stay there though. So I just wanted to stop that, you know, cause that was it. And I'm gonna let you finish. That was a time for me because I'm like, I'm seeing you go through that stuff. I don't know the full thing. I mean, as a mother, you know, like you said, whether our relationship went through some bad times or not, we're close. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I, and we still do talk. And a lot of times you share with me what you're going on, but then there's times I, I didn't know what was happening, but I could see that there were some things happening. You know what I mean? So as a mother, I don't, I don't even know what I can do for you. So the fact of the matter is I just didn't know that you were going through and all I could do was pray for you to push through. And I'm just so glad that those prayers were answered because here you are, you know what I'm saying? But right. I just want people to know that in a time where we are losing people to COVID and health and even, even on their doing things to themselves on their own because it's just too heavy. You don't have to get stuck there. All right, baby. Right. No, you're fine. And it's crazy because now that you bring it up, I was thinking about it. I think that was when I actually did uh, one of the hardest drugs I ever did in my life. I, I, I took lean at the mm-hmm. time. I used, to, I used to have a hard time sleeping because of depression and stuff like that. So I took codeine, mixed it with some Sprite, drinking it, thinking it was like, you know, it was one of those just trying to help me cope through my through my, through my pain that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I, on, uh, I was even on... Um, I didn't want to commit suicide, but I was on suicide watch. Um, okay. And, and the, the hospital told me that they wanted me to get take medicine for it. But me personally, I'm not really big on medicine. I'm not one of those people that like to take medicine, stuff like that. I don't want to be, I'm not a pill popper or stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with taking medicine. I don't like taking medicine. So mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that it, it's, it's, it's anything wrong with taking medicine. There's nothing wrong with that. That for me, it wasn't something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I leave there, go to Youngstown State University. That's actually my alma mater. Roots to the Penguins, also Roots to the Good Brothers. I, 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 I. But, um, <laughs> uh, and that's a journey in itself with me being come, becoming a man of Omega. But that's another story for another time. So whenever you have another podcast. And, and oh, yeah, listen, you a special, special guest. You coming back yeah. for a lot of stuff. What oh, yeah. Saying? So what? so whenever you whenever you got some extra time, you know, I would love to talk about Divine Nine and my fraternity and how I got my journey here as well. But um, I went to Youngstown State University. And once again, my mental, my mental health was not in the best place. So me going to a Division I college, after that, I, didn't, I couldn't make it the last one. 
it scared me to actually try out because I didn't think that I was always, I was anyway good enough. And there was a time, and I know for a fact that when, when there's a lot of things going on in life, sometimes mm-hmm. people say things that they don't mean. Mm-hmm. For example, I remember in high school, my mom was probably my number one advocate for how good I can be and how much she wanted me to be good. I remember that one time that we were moving to our new spot uh, around the corner from my old house. And mm-hmm. you being by yourself, I believe you might have, you might have actually, I think you were sick at the time. It was me, you, uh, my stepfather, my little sister still wasn't, you know, she was still too young to be doing things. And I said, Ma, instead of helping us move, I got to go work out. I remember. You was like, you was like, Kyle, you don't even play. Like, can you please help me just get this stuff done? You can still go to practice tomorrow, but you're not playing. So why, why? And I said, and I said to myself, I said, I said, nah, my mom didn't mean that. But it definitely hit me hard. But I was like, you know what? It's cool. Because at the end of the day, when people go through some things, Mm-hmm. Sometimes things are said without, with, with it, no meaning behind it to be a disrespect. Absolutely, it was. It's just out of a place of, I need, I need this right now, mm. and it wasn't. It wasn't just needing me to help move. I needed your support. I needed, I needed my son to be around me, and I didn't see that. So Absolutely. all I was, I want to play football. What I did not tell you was my dream and my goal was to get my family outside of poverty. By playing football. Mm. So with playing football, it was going to be no more living in apartments, no more getting kicked out in the streets, no more being homeless, no more, no more moving house to house to try to find a place to live or the next meal we're going to eat. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much you didn't have, I can still wake up to Christmas having stuff. Like I said, that's another story for another time. We get it is. And you know what? And it's so funny because it's good to end right there because we're going to have to take our commercial break. And But when we come back, honestly, that was a good place to end because I just, on the second half of the show, want you to kind of just talk to the people and tell them that even with all that stuff and those things that happen, how you can see that your life can be an example for helping other people. So when we come back, you can see, you can tell people that you understood that there was a purpose for your pain because now you're on the other side of that doing something else. So we're going to be right back and then y'all come back with us so that you can be with Impartation Strategist Renee and we are out the box with Carl Goodby today. All right now. When you leave your business, do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. Are you living a good life, but still don't feel like you're living in your purpose and passion? Are there obstacles preventing you from living your best self? I am impartation strategist, Renee Ambush. 
I'm a licensed ordained minister with over 25 plus years of behavioral and mental health therapy and coaching. I've done the work and I'm doing the work. Why? You can book your free consultation with me at www.rebirthofrenee.com or simply send me an email at outtheboxproductions7 at gmail.com. I want to see and help you win. Welcome back, y'all. So I know that y'all have been getting a lot of stuff from Mr. Kyle and just understanding too, he's talking and it's about him, but I think we're also helping young men and mothers with sons. You know what I'm saying? Not even just in football, but just mothers with kids to understand, listen, my son had already divulged some stuff to say, we ain't always been, you know, skipping through the, the meadows and tulips with unicorns and pockets. See, that's an inside joke. So I know you're going <laughs> like Yo, that good chicken, man. That good fried chicken, man. <laughs> it ain't always been like, oh, you know, um, kumbaya. We have had some moments, but love does cover everything. And it is amazing that when you put good stock in your kids, or even when you put something in them, or even when you truly love, honestly, you're going to have some tough moments, but you know what? That isn't the end of your relationship. So Kyle, now that we back and you've talked about, you know, a lot of the things that has happened and kind of your role, let me ask you a question. What, 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 what do you see the purpose of your pain being and how you can give advice to other young men that's looking to get that professional contract that you just secured when it comes down to this sports? Because like you said, it's politics. So how, how, can, you, how, how can you see your, per, your pain, the purpose of your pain to help other young men just kind of keep them encouraged to uh, not give up on their dreams? Well, I think that, first of all, thank you for the question. But I think that um, with looking at how my life played and the role <laughs> that it played, I feel as though that I can kind of I can kind of relate to a lot of people in inner city and sometimes not even inner city kids. I have a lot of, I know a lot of children, especially with the job that I do as a mental health counselor. What do you do, Kyle? What do you do, um, Kyle? I'm a mental health counselor for adolescents. So I do also chemical dependency counseling for adolescents. So kids that smoke weed and do drugs and like that, I help them like, you know, hey, like, let's, let's, let's find some other coping mechanisms and stuff like that. <laughs> because at the end of the day, when I was younger, I did the same exact thing. And with understanding, with breaking these barriers and breaking these walls down, these kids love to see somebody that they actually know been through the same thing that they've right. gone through or they're about to go through to actually get them to understand and open their eyes to see something different. So mm -hmm. with that being said, with me going through these things, with me being homeless, with me doing drugs, with me losing family members, with me getting locked up for stealing cars and stuff like that, it, it gives Y'all hear this right. So I just want y'all to know y'all hear this right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it gives these kids a sense of, of hope that, no matter what you've been through, you can get through. Whatever your heart is on, whatever your heart is set to do, you can do it as long as your mind and your faith is there at the same time. So I think, I think my pain has the purpose of helping someone else without them going through it. I want to make sure I can try to get somebody before they can go through the same thing I went through so that way they can have a better life and a better out, outlook than me. Now, Yes, I, I, I thank God and I am truly blessed to finally get signed and play football for a professional level. I get to play on TV. I get to do what I love to do. But if I can help somebody get there without having to go through the same things I had to go through, I would love to do that myself. So you know what? Let me ask you a question then. That, that leads me right here. What would you want people 
to remember Kyle Goodby by? What would you want your legacy to say? Or what do you want people to speak about Kyle Goodby when they mention your name? Thank you for the question. What I want people to remember me by is probably the smile that I've always carried and also the drive and determination that I always had. Absolutely. I, I, I got you. Listen, you ain't nothing but your mama <laughs> all day long. I'm just, I'm, and, I'm, and, and, young, and you young, know what? Huh? Young King out here getting it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you are absolutely right, Kyle. That is what I see in you. You are relentless. Again, you know, we have a lot of the same character attributes and you are definitely relentless. You have been that child of mine that was going to do what he was going to do because he was just going to do it. You was going to do it anyway. He was not. He didn't want me to hold his hand. He didn't want me to take him to school. He was going to catch his own bus. He was going to do. And I'm like, that has been your whole shock. You you were determined to come out. I'm just talking about even birth. Like you, you've been that way since birth. You're absolutely right. You are not one who gives up easy. If you put your focus to it, it's going to happen. And relentless is definitely something I can say that you are. Um, I have been, I've been beyond blessed to have this interview with you. Um, you don't even know how hard I've been fighting back tears. Um, and I'm not going to give them to you now, but just to know, <laughs> Just to know that, like you said, coming from a single parent home, um, that I did something right and that I put enough in you to keep going and for you to be your own individual self and your own man. I always say my man child, my man child, you know, because I'm like, this is somebody and this is hard, parents. I know it's hard. You got to let your children go. You got to let them make their mistakes. You got to let them learn stuff on their own. You have to let them have their own experiences. And I know for myself, because just out the box, it's real stuff. I know for myself that because I've had a traumatic past, I've tried to shelter my kids from stuff. And sometimes sheltering your kids from things really, really hurts them. It really hinders them. It does not help them be able to stand on their own. And then when they have to tell you, let me go. Stop trying to hold on. Stop trying to make decisions. Let me do this thing. That is a hard thing to do. But here I am talking to Mr. Goopy to let you know that letting go may not be easy, but letting go is sometimes what we have to do. And that doesn't mean let them go in your heart. That means let them go and live so they can carve out the whole pathway and operate in their purpose that they have been given from birth for their life. Kyle, we're going to end this interview and I just want you to do me a favor. Speak. And, and, and this is, I'm saying, I'm doing this for a reason. Right. Speak into your future right now and, and call those things that you will see manifest because you've already seen what has been done. So you know there's more to come. What would you speak to your future so that we can look at you do it and also be a part of how we can assist you by letting go, but assist you in getting to that place? What I'm going to speak into existence and to my future is to continuously be an inspiration to not only those that I know, but those who don't know who I am. So that's what I want to speak into my future. That and also be playing NFL football. But for sure, <laughs> I want to make sure I help others. So whether that's my story from my past, my story that I'm about to make in my future, or the story that I'm living now, I want to make sure I can directly and indirectly help others, no matter what it is. And I know that this podcast definitely has. Listen, y'all, we have just talked to a young Black man in sports. 
And at the end of the day, he also still my baby boy. So I am elated. And I thank you for joining us. I thank you for being out the box with us. I thank you for rocking with impartation strategist, Renee. Y'all know that I'm rebirthing Renee. I'm out the box. I'm going to stay out the box. And now out the boxes. Out. Peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.